Hello, everybody, and welcome to Listen Money Matters. Behold the rain which descends from heaven upon our vineyards. There it enters the roots of the vine to be changed into wine, a constant proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. Benjamin motherfucking Franklin. That's <laughs> <laughs> the longest catchphrase I've ever had on this show. Anyway, my name is Thomas, and I'm here as always with my friend Andrew. Andrew, how are you, and what are you drinking today? Good, man. I'm drinking a little shipyard black IPA. Has a, a pirate, and mm. and his hair is on fire. I haven't still haven't gotten to the IPAs. It, it's it's good? a little. It, it's very tasty. Um, it's maybe a bit more bitter than I'd like. Oh really? Yeah. So I mean, some IPAs so it just are basically blow my head off. Yeah, I, I think it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> my face just caves in on itself. <laughs> Not ready for that. Just implodes. I'm drinking Cronenberg 1664, which is apparently the premier beer of France, according Ooh. to the marketing of this beer. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's actually pretty good. So uh, I went for the French beer, and Anna went for the, the Japanese one, Kyoten. And uh-huh. even though Kyoten is much cheaper, I think I prefer it. So that'll be the next one I get, I'm pretty sure. So I'm curious, what color is the premier beer of France? Because I actually can't see you right now. Well, the bottle's green, mm. so... Oh, wait, I'm trying to hold up to the camera, and I have the, <laughs> the video <laughs> off because I'm uploading a video to YouTube, and I'm trying to save internet bandwidth. Uh, you know, I can't... I think it's a light beer. Mm. I would imagine if I poured it into a glass, it would look like a light beer, but it's it's pretty flavorful. I like it. Mm. Very nice. Anyway, I'm not going to reread our catchphrase. <laughs> because it was long, but that comes to us courtesy of MichaelMTC48 on Twitter. And if you want to have your own catchphrases read on this show, you can send them to us on Twitter. We're at Money Matters Man or over on Facebook where we're just Listen Money Matters. We need catchphrases, by the way. We do. And you know, Andrew, we should come up with some sort of like catchphrase contest or something. All right, mini catchphrase contest before we come up with a real one. Mm. Uh, I don't know. We'll like send you. A really funny selfie if you send a good catchphrase. Boom. Andrew there. will. Or maybe I will. I don't know. We'll both, we'll both each take a <laughs> selfie and uh, we'll send it to you. And we'll see who can wear the stupidest hat. Shirts not guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> anyway, all right, Andrew, what are we talking about today? So uh, today we are talking about how to handle shared expenses with roommates. Mm, okay. I'm still dealing with that. Are you, Well, you have a roommate of sorts. So, you know, I was talking to Laura and I was like, you know, so like, do you have any ideas for the episode? And she's like, well, I've only had one roommate. And I'm like, well, what about me? And she's like, you're my husband. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've definitely learned stuff living with Laura, but I, I think like that's like a completely different beast because um, yeah. I, don't, I don't know about you, but like having sex with your roommate vastly complicates splitting expenses. I don't see what's complicated about that. <laughs> actually that's that brings up a question have you done like a spouse finances episode with laura i think you might have i we did we did back in the day so do you guys remind me do you guys have like joint accounts or do you like have a, your own separate things or what do you do so we've we've kind of meandered all over the place and i think i wrote something on it and we we've tried like all the varieties uh, we've actually bounced back to a joint now, just because like it's it's simpler, and I think now that we've been together like long enough, it we're not really like feeling like oh my god, this is mine, this is yours, and I think that's kind of where the separation spawns from. 
So what you're saying is that I should get with my three roommates and ask them to start a joint bank account. And then withdraw all of it and escape to the Cayman Islands. I feel like they would be happier with this arrangement than I would. (laughs) They keep telling me that I should just buy the new house, which we don't want to actually buy. Uh, But yeah, it's actually a fun topic because I still live with three roommates. Mm. And I mean, you've lived with roommates before, right? Yeah, so I've lived with... uh, Multi- I, I, one time I lived with four roommates, another time with one. I lived in a fraternity house. So I've had like all kinds of different weird experiences. Okay, so when you were with the, the non-fraternity, I'm guessing the fraternity is just kind of easier because you pay like your dues. fraternity dues and that includes lodging, I'm guessing. So, it, yeah, that was easier. I mean, but then it's like um, you instead of like paying in cash, you kind of pay in labor. So it's like... You oh. have to clean the urinals today, and that sucks. So, so it's like kind of it, it like goes into that room. That sounds awful. Yeah, yeah, it was. It I pay was. my roommate to clean my bathroom. Because look, if if you know, <laughs> really, I hate cleaning so much. Me too. And he actually likes it. Like he just gets into Zen mode, basically, and listens to music and cleans. And I'm just like, I will pay you. I don't care. I don't want to do it. <laughs> Hey, good for him. So, so he basically, it's like, um, it's like one of those pornos. Only it's not for sex; it's just for like uh, cleaning labor. Well, my other roommate does have a sexy maid costume, so I could like <laughs> make that a new stipulation. Like, if I'm going to pay you to clean, you need to wear that. Yeah, seriously, you could give him like a, a raise, pair, though. Like a, <laughs> a two dollar an hour raise for his his cleaning. Two dollars an hour extra to wear a skin costume. <laughs> I feel like you'd do it for free, but if I withhold that information, then. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I thought I should withhold that information. Hopefully he doesn't like listen. save money. Dude. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He's one of those people who can't, like, listen or watch things that his friends have made. Do you mm-hmm. ever have, like, awkwardness when you watch something, like, a good friend of yours has made? Yeah, and then it's kind of like, that was awesome! And then, like, they want feedback, and you're like, but you don't want to be a dick, because you're, like, <laughs> still their friend. Yeah. I used to get it. I, I think like having been on the internet and making a circle of friends who all create content, I've sort of like had to get over it mm. because they're always going to be like, hey, check out this thing I made. So I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of immune to it now. That's good. I am not immune <laughs> to people saying bad things. That, that like one bad comment will like derail my week. You know? Oh, well, yeah. With, with commenting, it's different. Like with, with feedback. So I always try to, I don't know, at least... When friends ask me for feedback, I try to be the person that gives the good feedback unless mm. they explicitly be like, be ruthless, please. Thomas, sh- shit on me, please. <laughs> please take a dump. All right, dude. My work. What, yeah, what kind so of expenses like, do you guys have to like share amongst yourselves? We have an interesting situation with our apartment. And mm. this is, I wanted to like lead into your, your apartment situation that you had because ours is a bit different than you might expect. Mm. We live in an apartment. That's not owned by the university or anything like that. And in fact, uh, oh, 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 uh, oh, oh, man. I just realized that all four of us are now done with school. So was that? That's oh, good, though, so right? Old. <laughs> oh, give me a break, dude. So old. It's like part of my identity for like, I've been out of school for almost two years now, but I've had like this, I guess I could put some stake in the fact that my roommates were still students. And now Anna's the only one. Well, Anna and Clyde's girlfriend. They're both students. But yeah, uh, our, ours is a different situation because with most apartments, you have one person that kind of signs the lease. Mm. And then uh, you have to just, like basically pay that person your share of the rent, right? Right. So with ours, 
they almost set it up like it's a dorm where you have an individualized lease. So it costs me, oh, I think I'm on the old rate still. So it costs me about 320 a month. And God, that's taken straight imagine. out of my, yeah. And I do like, I tried to automate as much as I could. So I just went in there and I had them set up like a direct uh, debit for my bank account. So every month it just takes the same amount. That's like what my and utilities bill is. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's probably what our utilities are. Well, I, I include my cell phone in the utilities like category. Oh. But still, I mean, three three anything is very cheap. I'm our electric is typically around two hundred. You have because, a lot of a lot of like nerds in there, though. Yes, that is the. Re- I think you like yeah. Most people discount like how much electricity computers and TVs use until you live in an apartment full of four nerds <laughs> <laughs> who always had their computers on. Plus the heat because it's Iowa. Mm. Um, so we don't have to really share those expenses. Those are taken care of by the office. But we do have to share the utilities. So electric, gas, internet, those are all shared fixed monthly expenses. And and how many of you are there again? There's four of us. Four. Okay. Yeah. So me being the controlling, like control freak, whatever you want to call me. Uh, obviously Do- doesn't I surprise me. I no. needed my name to be on the utilities. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not putting it on somebody else's name. Maximum no utility I- glory, right? Yes. Um, so the, so the first thing I did when we moved in was I, I tried as best I could to automate the utilities on my end. Um, I could do it with gas. They had an online interface. That was nice. And I could do it with internet. I could not do it with electric at first. So I would have to go to the other side of town, like drop a check in like this specific mailbox that didn't need a stamp. Mm. Uh, eventually, they added an online thing. So now all the utilities are completely automated on my end, but I was still collecting checks from all my friends. Right. And that was really annoying because I was like, I don't want to have to do the math every month to figure out what they owe me and then have them give me a check and then use my phone app to deposit the check electronically. That is boring. So what I did is, have you ever heard of Stripe? Yeah. So yeah, Stripe is like a what would you call it? like an online payment platform ish? Yeah, it, it like helps you process credit cards and stuff, but it's like for normal people, so you could just like anyone can loop in. Yeah, and I think doesn't it require a bit of like developer know how if you want to build it into like your web app or anything like that? Oh, to do it into the website, yeah, you have to be a developer. Yeah, the, I think, I think they, they have some templates like copy paste code, but even still, oh, okay. like you have to be some somewhat of a coder. I think when they launched, they were sort of like marketing themselves as the payment platform for developers, but they have just like a control panel and you can just manually enter information there if you're not like building an app. So I was just like, guys, put your stuff in here. I'll make a plan. And then I just took like the past 12 months of utilities data and averaged it all out and then created a monthly plan that they're all on. So So now like I end up paying maybe $10 in fees per month. Mm to process it all but uh, in return i never like it just goes straight to my bank account like one time per month i just get an email saying you got money from your roommates and so does that make you does that make you like crazed about the electric bill because you've averaged it out so if it's kind of lower than you make out but if it's consistently higher because they're not paying exactly what they owe they're paying like an estimated i'll be honest Mm. um before i did this estimated thing uh, I, I got really lazy and I was like, I had enough disposable cash that I was like, all right, guys, you all can pay me 45 a month. Mm. And that went on for like a year. 
Um, I think I was still taking checks at this point, but I just didn't want to do the math. So I just told them to give me 45 a month total. And I think I ended up paying like 90 a month-ish on average. So you... Because of my laziness. I was going to say, <laughs> I actually think that's very amicable, amicable because... And this like comes with a question that I want you to maybe tell me what you do. Because... <laughs> You're, you work from home, so you're always in the home, always consuming electricity and, and you know, heat or whatever. But, oh, yeah. But all of your roommates, you know, Anna is like off at school or, or you know, whatever, and your other roommates work at jobs in, in another location, right? Um, yeah, at this point they do. So it, I could venture to say that, you know, the, the $200 bill comes and being one of your other roommates could be like, well... I don't really know if this is fair because I think Thomas is using all of the electricity, but we're dividing it by four. So is that kind of why you paid more or how might you <laughs> reconcile that? Uh, I never even thought about that. To be honest, I, I think I could bring a lot of evidence to bear if it got down to like people being really petty because I have one roommate who will take like half an hour showers. <laughs> so I could be like, well, all the water bills you. And then I've got another roommate who has a huge, like, giant screen TV with, like, 15 consoles hooked up to it. So I could be like, well, you're probably sucking up more electricity in, like, an hour than I am in a day. But I never even thought about that. It was really just, like, oh, my business is doing well. You know, I'm making, I'm making like, what an adult would consider uh, full-time income, mm. you know. Like, to be completely honest, I feel like what I make right now is, like, a typical like 25 26 year old 27 year old at least in this part of the country i was and i was going to say to be clear we're not, not considering you an adult in this conversation yes i am a baby <laughs> <laughs> but uh when i started doing all this automation you know they were all still students mm. and i was like if i have a little bit of extra money and i don't want to deal with the math i'll just cut them a deal so um, that's so actually that really like, nice yeah and eventually it was like i think last year i got to the point where i was Things were getting a little tighter because I was investing more back and more into the business. And so that's why I did the averaging thing and came up with the real, like the real number they should pay me. Well, but now I can be like, well, guys, you know, for a year I overpaid on the utilities. <laughs> so why don't you get the paper towels? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I actually, I actually want to get into the paper towel thing in a second because that, that's a really good point, like toilet okay. paper and stuff. But um, someone had, had emailed and um, they don't make a lot of money. And okay. they're trying to save, they're trying to invest. And for a lot of people who are just starting out uh, and don't make a lot of money, it's it's about like kind of these smaller expenses and saving, mm. you know, as much as possible on each. And they felt that, you know, and this, this analogy could go towards like, you know, the cable bill where maybe you're never home and you never watch TV, but someone's watching ESPN all day and they're using the internet. So it's like, it feels unfair yeah. So how how might you approach that? You know. So this is this is tough because like I I live with my best friends. Mm. So you wouldn't from get the petty, perspective like, of somebody who lives with friends and who is not like really really tight in the budget right now. It's easy for me to just say, "Don't be petty about it," you mm. know, and like you'll just have more amicable relations. But I realize that a lot of people are going to live with people they don't really know that well. You know, you might just have to find a roommate. Because that's the necessity. Move and to a might, new city or something. And, yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. And you might be on a huge budget. So um, so for like paper towels, trash bags, all that kind of stuff, we have a whiteboard in the fridge mm. that just has like a column. It says last, like it shows the last uh, two people who bought a certain item. 
So if you can, we can like look at it at a glance and be like, all right, so it looks like, you know, uh, Martin hasn't bought anything in a while. Like me and me and Clyde have all been buying like trash bags and, and uh, washcloths and, or like sponges and everything. So then we can be like, yo, dude, we now have evidence. I think the biggest thing is like if you, if it gets to a point where there's like stress over like sharing purchases, then you're going to be better off. One, if you can be a good communicator, but two, if you have evidence. Because well, a lot, I don't know, a lot, a lot of these things can devolve into like defensive arguments. Yeah, and, and everyone's going to feel that they're right. And, and to a degree, they are. I mean, uh, yeah. you know, like to this whole buying thing stuff, uh, to, be, to be perfectly honest, living with a girl, and I've lived with two girls before because I was with Laura and, and her roommate, Angeline, um, girls use more toilet paper. It's just like a thing. You know? Oh, yeah. And then it could be like, well, you know, I'm buying the toilet paper, but I am only using like 25% of it. And, you know, so uh, you're saying like, um, I guess so you have to like rise above or, or maybe then the the girls would buy the toilet paper, but I'll buy the paper towels because maybe I use them more. Yeah, yeah you could totally do that. I'm trying to... F- remember there's like a there's like a cognitive bias where i can't remember the exact name of it and i'm like trying to find it but uh people place more emphasis on their own efforts Mm. or they downplay their own like shortcomings and they place less emphasis on the efforts of others and like overplay their other shortcomings which is why we think everyone else is a bad driver like terrible why are you even on the road (laughs) <laughs> and we think we're just an amazing driver like because you can see yourself turning the wheel and operating the machinery and you're like wow this is so complicated i must be real good <laughs> and i think this happens like in apartments too like when you're in roommate situations obviously my roommate's being the lazy asshole who's just like using 10 tons of toilet paper and not paying you know not pulling their fair share and uh i'm doing just fine you know and that may be the case but you kind of need evidence for it because Otherwise, people are going to and I guess if get you're, defensive. If you're two of like the same type person, it mm-hmm. might like for example, Laura is so she's like very much not that where uh, makes it easier because I I am kind of that. So if it was like me living with me, we'd both be thinking that we're right <laughs> and whatever we'd be battling all the time. <laughs> so what you're saying is we should never be roommates. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Either that or we would both be like overly generous and we just have like 50 rolls of toilet paper in the apartment and we wouldn't have room for like food. That would be a lot of toilet paper. Mm. I don't want to have to eat toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. So but, go ahead. Yeah. We just, I, I think we just, I don't know. It's just a balance you have to strike. Do you I think, think there's just... do you think there's a way that you can maybe skillfully negotiate that where if you did feel, you know, that like out of the $200 electric bill, maybe $20 was you cuz you're maybe you travel a lot. Like how might you approach that or or propose something that like people would agree on? You know, cuz obviously if it's like um the bill's $200 but I really don't think I should pay five. Everyone's going to be like, Andrew, you could totally go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, I think you don't want to lead with, hey, I want you to pay more. Mm. I think you want, because then you're immediately placing the problem on their lap and you're blaming them. Mm. I think you want to lead with and like an a- emphasis on it's a shared problem and I want us to solve it together. 
So if I was to if I was to come in and, and talk to my roommate about two hundred dollar electric bill, I'd be like, "Hey, the electric bill seems a little high. Do you know if they can you think of any ways we can reduce it?" And then you can say, "I feel like I'm not really using that much electricity. My computer's always off and gone a lot. Like, is there anything you think you could possibly do to reduce the electricity you use? Is, it, is maybe there's something that I don't know that's just like on all the time?" And then once you've gotten that past that if they can't offer a solution, then you can be like, well, it seems like you're using more than me. Would you be okay with paying more at that point? But I would never lead with, you're doing this wrong and therefore I want to give you reparations. I like that. That, that never re- like leads to a good path. I, I, and I like how it's, the, the first attempt is not to try and like diminish the amount that you would contribute. It's kind of like, guys, like let's just be a little bit better. Like how can we collectively be better? Yeah. And this this kind of goes to that's an more like philosophy. team play style, you know. Right. Yeah. It goes. To, so I think there's like there's a philosophy I'm sort of adopting. And I have adopted a little bit in the past few months. That I've learned about, and it's just kind of thinking that like number one, everyone wants to feel important, mm. and like they have something to contribute to, and they can they can bet, like give something positive to the overall greater good. And number two, people don't want to be told they're wrong or that they're like screwing up, and like it immediately just naturally just brings up a defensive reaction so i I never want to lead with you're doing this wrong i'm really mad at you anything like that if i Mm. if i can you know if they're being like a super dick then you know you may have to put up or take off the kid gloves but i think you can lead with just being reasonable and making it a team thing Mm. i like that especially since money is just so stickly like it's so easy to get mad at each other over money and then you have to live with that person that's the thing, and especially if you're signing into a lease, where are you going to go and guns blazing on month three, and you still have, like, how many months left to deal with this person? Exactly. And, like, your, your like, living situation can't be a war zone. That's just... Yeah. It's not healthy, but... Uh, so do you... <laughs> I want to ask you if you think it the same way that I do. I think that in certain cases, it's okay to leave money on the table if it's going to reduce the stress that I have to deal with. You mean like overpay on your on your end? Yeah, that's part of the reason. Or like if somebody owed me money, I don't want to harp them too much about it because it's going to make me feel like a dick. Or I'm okay like paying more for utilities because it just takes more stress off my plate from doing all the math. There's a lot of instances where it's like, yeah, I could save a couple bucks here, but it's just going to like make me more stressed. So I might as well just let that money go and be at peace. You know? Look, I'll tell you what. So if you're dealing with strangers... You know, or people that are not really your friends, then you know it could go either way. But I, I've gotten to a point where I'm not dealing with strangers, and you know, wh- whether I'm out at a bar or whatever, I'm with people that I want to be with. And I found yeah. that, like, like you said, where if you just kind of, it's not like you're always overpaying, but I feel like whatever you would overpay, and and I don't keep track, and I think it's healthy to not keep track but i feel like it comes back in multitudes because everyone kind of like relaxes the entire situation the dynamic where it's like i'll step up and pay the first round and then all of a sudden someone may be buying three rounds in a row not because i asked them but because it's just kind of or they'll get the next two first ones and so yeah. And it maybe it's just about being around people that are like 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 minded like that, where money's not going to be like a contentious topic. Exactly. So like remember a podcast movement mm-hmm. at a House of Blues? Both Joe and PT just bought me shots. 
Yeah, like, the, uh, me too. Without, we were tanked. You know what? Hmm. Yeah, and I'm sure like I'll probably do things throughout my lifetime to help them out, but they never came back and like said, "Hey, I need you to pay me back for that," or "Now it's your turn to buy." Like they just did it, and like I really like those guys now. They're awesome. You know, yeah, I consider them friends. I think, but it wasn't like, that they did it to like you know get something out of you. They did it because they wanted to share in a good time with you, yeah. and like that, like. The, the the mindset of that like is why it took it so far above and like why you really like these guys i mean not like why you like them but it, it went so much yeah, further why i like them but it's like the fact that they just you know unthinkingly without any like cost benefit analysis just did that nice thing for me i'm like these guys are cool you know i could hang out with these guys a lot and uh i think you can you can sort of like transfer this to your living situation maybe you're not like ultra good friends with the people that you live with but I want my house to be a place of peace and like a place mm. I want it to be, you know, my kind of sanctuary. And if I have a, a person living in my house that I'm not comfortable with, it's going to affect me in all sorts of bad ways. Like it's going to affect work your work. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I think, you know, we talk about work life, like being separate things, but really if, if you're like not stoked to go home at night, then that's going to bleed into your motivation at work because you don't have a good work-life balance. So I want to give a, an interesting story. Um, there, we, Laura and I have a really good friend. Her name is Alice. And uh, we recently uh, got her to move to Hoboken. It's our first apartment hmm. uh, outside of, of living with her parents. Um, <clears throat> and she came. She found this place. And uh, like for her, uh, it was like about $1,000 on her end. And based on the size of room, which was like ridiculously big and, and how Hoboken is and how close it was to the path, like it was, it's like an incredible deal. We're like, oh my God, like so great, whatever. She loved it, signed up, good. And the roommate was like, okay. I mean, it wasn't like they were like super best friends, but she seemed normal. Yeah. And they've been living together and it turns out her roommate's kind of like a psychopath and one time her room and they're having all issues just between themselves but one time the roommate left the bill on the counter of like the rent bill from the landlord because she's subletting to alice and like the entire rent for the whole unit is like twelve hundred dollars so basically alice is paying a thousand and this girl is paying like 200 something okay so totally screwing the shit out of my friend, and obviously, oh, damn. yeah. So now she has a bad taste in her mouth, and how how might you avoid? Because I I find that very that first of all it sucks. I'd be lividly pissed. Yeah. How do you kind of avoid that though? Dude, that's a tough question. And to be honest, like I, I don't want to feel like an asshole here, but I I kind of have a policy of avoiding toxic people. Mm. You know, and if people are gonna be like that selfish and toxic, I. When I was a freshman, but like you don't know, like you you go and sign dorms. up. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem mm. with apartments. You have to sign a lease, right? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I guess maybe it's like roommate uh, dating. You gotta grab yeah, some beers. Like that. I guess you could say like, yeah, can we? Can I grab a beer with you before I decide to live with you? <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I, I don't know. Like I would imagine the housing market in Hoboken is pretty competitive mm. to find a good thing. So you probably need to act pretty fast. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like if they're talking to multiple people and you just kind of have to leap into it. You know, I think this is where we get into more like social stuff than money stuff because if you're in a competitive like, rental market where you need to find something fast and you're, you know, you have an opportunity, you may need to snag it up. And then if you find out your roommate is not really that great of a person, 
best thing you can do other than trying to sublet the place yourself again and then move is just make the best of it and be as friendly as possible and you know stick up for yourself but try to make it as good of a situation as you can so actually i have uh, like two thoughts on it because um <clears throat> one like uh, and I, I thought of it like after i'd asked you um i frequently check zillow uh for on oh, my yeah. apartment to see like what my you know actual value of my place is and i actually had it appraised um at one point because i was looking to do a home equity loan and uh, or a home equity line of credit or whatever and um it like zillow is like pretty on point like for my sale price when I originally bought it, and like, the, it also has a rent, uh, like estimate, based on okay. like the market, and so you might be able to see like ahead of time if you're going to get screwed, if you check that, and um, oh, hmm. okay, so you mean like with the person not telling you what their full rent is? It's like, like a thousand or- sounds good for you know the the apartment she had, but. If she knew it was twelve hundred, she might have like maybe negotiated to eight hundred or just stepped away because it's like this is already gonna be a terrible situation if the girl's gonna try and take advantage of me. Right. Yeah. I guess I've never been in that kind of a situation, but I think personally, I would ask to be like, "Can I see a bill?" Mm. You know, because you know, I want to know like how much I should be expecting to pay. Ah, uh, that, that. I think you just like. I don't even know why I didn't even think that. Like, it's just a simple answer. You got to see the bill. Ahead of right. Time. If they take offense, just be like, "I'm not trying to offend you, but I, you know, I'm for my a own understanding. I need to commit to a year of living in a place. I want to have the right information. Yeah, and I don't know you. And, and maybe you, you should ask for utilities and bills like that ahead of time as well, just so you can it's, kind yeah. of because you know, it's what? like a business partnership. If you're merging with another business, you need to see their financials. You, you don't just ask the CEO, "Yeah, what do you guys make? Oh, we make you know twenty million a year. <laughs> Trust me, <laughs> well, no uh, debts." Par- <laughs> And my name's Rocky Balboa. <laughs> I think like part of it is roommates are, are a pretty big commitment. And like when you're young, uh, I mean, like there's marriage, but I think like roommates signing up for a year with possibly a random person or even a friend who you just might not live well with. It's kind of yep. a big commitment. <laughs> <laughs> my freshman year. Oh, man. My first roommate. We were friends in high school. It's like all this advice not to live with your high school friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's true, but it was true for me. The dude, like, left a taco pizza in the room for three weeks. What the hell? Not in the fridge. And then he, like, had a bowl of ice cream from the dining center, and then he dropped it, like, upside down, and he left it there. Did he do it because he knew that you were going to clean it up? I think he did it just because he was super lazy. I don't even think, that, I don't even think like, the thought went through his head of who was going to clean it up or not. Oh, wow. But uh, what actually happened is he came back from class that day, and I was moving out. <laughs> <laughs> sorry dude but I'm, I'm i like to live in a clean place you know yeah that, you've seen my room behind me yeah you have a nice place <laughs> like you decorate it like you actually like care I, I wouldn't be able to to deal with that oh with the ocd no no i, I i'm more towards that i i think oh, you okay. see mine I, i'm like a little messier but uh, I wouldn't be able to, like, handle that, like, raw dirtiness. Like, <laughs> I'll drop, like, a pizza on the floor and, like, I figure, like, within a few months, like, the maggots will just make it disappear. You know, like, I can't. I mean, that's that's very extreme. That's but disgusting. Yeah, that is. <laughs> it's funny. I can't, like, I can't see the ground right now. So, like, the thought that went through my head, I was like, what if when I get to New York, it turns out, like, Andrew's a hoarder and there's just stuff everywhere. <laughs> there's, yeah, there's totally a place for you to sleep here on top of all of my shit. 
Yeah, you can sleep on like the Home and Garden magazines from 1996 <laughs> and the Furbies I bought. And, uh, yeah, they're they're gonna increase in uh, value. I know it. Fur- yeah, Furbies the Bee-Bee are coming back. The Furbies. We're gonna get rich. You just gotta wait. <laughs> and I got my Pokemon cards. I'm gonna sell those when they go back up. Got my Sammy Sosa rookie card. There's a little rip in it, but it's gonna be good, dude. So <laughs> the the last, and I don't know if you have any like thoughts on this, but the last major thing I have in my head is you're you're moving to this place with your roommates, and it it costs X, and I guess you'll you have to let me know like what the total rent is but then how do you determine the split and it sounds like maybe it was predetermined for you in this place but you're moving into uh, you know maybe this house you're gonna rent and the rooms might be different sizes some might have a bathroom or not yeah. like how do you value so, that this apartment everything is identical mm. so it was you know even if it wasn't individualized rent it would have been like yep even i feel like if so this might come up when we find the house because uh, maybe there will be like a giant master bedroom or something and somebody really wants it. I think we're all good enough friends that we'd just be like, whatever, just split it evenly anyway. Mm. Um, but I know I had, a, I had a couple friends who got an apartment and then one person was like, I need the master bedroom for X, Y, and Z reason. But then he like didn't offer to pay a little any like extra rent. And I feel like if you're going to demand to get the better room, then you should be willing to put up something of value. Yeah. You know, maybe you can negotiate it and somebody doesn't care and then you do an even split. That's fine. But if you're like, I need this bigger room, there's no say, then maybe be like, okay, well then give me a concession, pay an extra 50 because you're not even giving me the option of having this room. And I think that's the thing. It's like, uh, if you're the only one who wants it or everyone doesn't care and like, you know, when I was younger, I'd just be playing video games. So it's like, if my desk and bed fit, like I'm good. Like I don't even have that much clothes. So, you know, that'd be fine. But if two people want it, like, then it has to be, I don't know, like a bidding war or something. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I would just say, like, the, the like moral of the story here is you will do more harm than good to your own psyche and also your relationships by, like, thinking about everything in terms of fairness and, like, absolute value. But you should still, I don't know, be courteous if you, if you like, need more in an apartment, then you should be willing to pay more. And it should be a huge red flag if someone is going to live with you and they're not like sharing in those ideals where they're going to be, you know, right. ridiculous, demanding things or trying to skimp out that you don't feel is fair. Like you, if you're eating in the beginning, like you're going to be eating it, it's just going to suck. And they're probably the same kind of people that are going to like take food out of your fridge without asking and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> And I guess, like, eventually, you know, if you need to, you can just look into leaving, though. <laughs> so put out an ad for a sublease. It would be like, you need to be an asshole. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't want to, like, put this situation on you. <laughs> but if, if you consider yourself self, like a self-styled dick, then please come take my apartment for me. <laughs> oh, dude. And so check this out. So she's, she's trying to leave, my friend Alice. Oh, and yeah. uh, so the way it worked when she got into the apartment is um, the other girl didn't get her down payment back and, you know, like her security deposit until Alice gave her security deposit and the check literally went to pay that girl. And it turns out the one who is on the lease has like no cash. Like she just is like poor and doesn't work and whatever. So she doesn't have the money to give Alice back her security deposit. And like, you know, she's leaving a little early and the girl's a dick. And so I was like, Alice, take your security deposit, make that the last month's rent 
and then leave, you know, and let it. Mm. What What do you think about that? Because I, I, I'm afraid she's going to get screwed and never get her security deposit back. And for her, like, I think it's like 1500 And I mean, for her, it's a lot of money. For everyone, that's a lot of money to just leave on the table. I guess when I moved into here, I sort of like considered my security deposit forfeit. I don't know. I've been like screwed over enough times. Like when I was uh, in the campus apartments one time, my friend mm-hmm. got an $800 charge from the university's maintenance. And they what? like sent him a, they, they sent him a bunch of pictures of the damage they found in his apartment, quote unquote. And then he was like, these pictures are not from my apartment. You sent me pictures from somebody else's apartment and you're trying to charge me $800. So and, I don't know. I just, and he had to still pay it, or he no, was he didn't have to pay it once hmm. he like went and proved that it wasn't his apartment. They they took it off. I I, don't know, I just like I don't know when I when I paid my security deposit when I moved in here. I just kind of like relegated myself to the possibility that I'd never get it back. Hmm. And I when I moved in, I took like hundreds of pictures of every bit of damage that there was in the apartment. But I still feel like there would be something I missed, and I'll have to leave it. That said, I personally don't know like the legal ramifications of like leaving early or like not paying rent or like letting your security deposit cover rent. I have no idea. Mm. So I don't want to like say anything that might get somebody in trouble here. That's true. Maybe we could look into that. Cuz I, I do have friends that have actually been like is there a way I can just leave my lease? Like is there a way, how can you get out of a lease? I actually don't know. I would assume that you can't cuz it's like a contract, but I don't know. Yes, yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. I, I guess they would have to let you out. Like, uh, and Sandy, yeah. and I mean, obviously the guy, I mean, I, I'm sure I could have made it happen anyways, but the apartment was demolished and he's like, obviously you don't have to pay rent, you know, cause you can't live in the place, but he's like, yeah. also like I'll absolve the lease. So you could just go get another apartment as opposed to have to like wait, you know, through the time until it's ready and then live there for a few, whatever. So yeah. I think if you talk to the landlord, they're not just going to like totally screw you over. And that's true. Yeah. I, I think and with a landlord, if it was like a single person, I would probably want to meet that person before I moved in, you know. At least grab a beer kind of or coffee or yeah. something. I So that was one thing. I'll, I guess I'll close on this. Uh, my apartment is like a big complex owned by a big company, but I made it a point to get to know my immediate landlord. And like I, I just kind of wanted to be like, be bros my landlord. Mm-hmm. So that way, if anything ever happened, like they would understand. And I think it's actually worked out. Like they have been very accommodating to me. You know, I could kind of go in there. I don't have to deal with the front desk people too much. I can just talk straight to him because he knows me and we're like friends and things like that. And I think that, you know, being friends with people just removes a lot of barriers and, and things that you have to deal with. Yeah. And they may be more willing to overlook like an issue. You know, maybe Mm. you had you carried your bike into your apartment and like you're not supposed to do that, but you didn't know because no one told you. And instead of them just like wigging out on you and you scraped it on the wall, you know, maybe it's just like, don't do it again. Yeah. Or you're not supposed to do that. Well, I mean, we have like rules in our building of things you can and cannot do. But I know the guy across from me, he carries his bike up and he scuffs the tires in the walls. And then like we have like tire marks like all through. Seriously? Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, dude, you know, there's, there's like a yeah. common area. Like he might not care because he's a renter, but I'm an owner. So it's like when that shit has to be repainted, I pay for that. Yeah. You know. Huh. Interesting. We've got our bikes in here, but I'm typically pretty careful not to bang them on the walls because that's what five-year-olds do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, so I guess I guess your neighbor's a five year old. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we covered this pretty, uh, pretty. I think so. Yeah. Thoroughly. Yeah. All right. So yeah, if you got questions about money or anything else, you can email us over at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And you can get involved with the show. There, you'll find ways to subscribe, review, and do other things over at listenmoneymatters.com slash get involved. And uh, if you want to leave a review, it definitely helps us climb the charts in iTunes. And this week's review comes from Catherine Hutton. She just says, greetings from Germany. Love your podcast. I laugh a lot. You guys do a brilliant job with the podcast. So thanks so much, Catherine. And hey, if you want to find our favorite money management resources and books we recommend, all sorts of other cool stuff, listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox is where you'll find that stuff. Thanks again for hanging out with us. And we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, Thomas. Please tell your friends about this show. Thank <laughs> you.